Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? It's a rainy, rainy Sunday here in New England this weekend. Uh, so happy to be doing, you know, recording this, but also today, be able to uh, sit and on the couch in front of the TV and just watch football all day. Nothing else going on. Uh, for me, it's been a busy week here in the hobby. Uh, just a bunch of stuff going on. I received uh, a PSA order I'd been waiting on for a while. Um, I received my Hunger Games cards that I talked about last week. Um, I had a couple nice mail days. Uh, I've been I've been ripping a ton of women's soccer, uh, so I sat down this week and I put together uh, an SGC order that I'll hand deliver uh, to SGC at the Hofstra show this weekend. Um, with the with with the women's soccer stuff, I see a lot of people a lot of people grading with SGC on it. Uh, you know, the price is right. The turnaround time is very fast. And um, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot uh, with some, uh, you know, some of the stuff is PC stuff, but some of the stuff, you know, like I said, I've just been ripping a bunch of stuff. So, uh, you know, at some point I'm going to have to start selling some of this stuff. So, uh, so uh, you know, I figured... I might as well, because I really don't know where the market's going to be. I talked about the women's soccer, right? I talked about last year at Na the national that I, it was just crazy. I was selling so much of it. And since then it was hard to sell any. So was it because uh women's world cup was going on or is it because it was the stage that brought so many people in that I had what most people didn't. So it was, I think there was maybe three or four of us that were selling women's soccer there, right? And all of the national. So, you know, we ended up being, uh, you know, just a little bit more proprietary on that type of stuff. So um, maybe again this year at the national, you know, maybe not, but I'd like to, uh, I know there's a market for it. And I'd like to, uh, I'd like to just stay in that market and keep moving those cards when I can. Uh, and on a down note, you know, Black Friday, I purchased uh, uh, a case of blasters, blaster boxes of the Don Russ FIFA Women's World Cup. I bought that online. It was a it was a pretty good sale. It was a nice Black Friday sale uh, that showed up uh, Friday. So my wife and I, we ripped the entire case, 20 blasters, not one. Not one Trinity Rodman card in the entire case. It was unbelievable. She's been very absent in this product. And this is the newest product. And people are really talking about this product, especially, you know, within the women's soccer. If you go in the any any of the groups, I mean, there's so many of these cards. People are putting these cards up for sale. They're excited about this pro product. They're, they're excited about 
the cards themselves. Um, but Trinity has been very absent in this product, uh, especially the autos that are listed on the checklist. Uh, no one has seen one, not one for sale anywhere. None of the, you know, eBay, nowhere, like nowhere, nowhere on the checklist. It says that there's all these autograph cards of hers, but not one has showed up, shown up. And I'm starting to see a bunch of posts uh, on IG and Facebook. Anyone just trying to confirm if anyone has seen a Trinity Rodman auto um, from this product. So that that was a little for me. PCing Trinity. It's a, it's a little disappointing. Um, I talked last week about sorting out uh, raw tops baseball cards, the first Bowman cards from 2021-2022. So I'm starting a PSA order for those, uh, even though <laughs> even though I'm still really mad at PSA. You know, it's hard to deny the resale value when it comes to selling these ultra modern cards, I mean, graded in PSA slab versus any other slab. Uh, you don't pay that much more. You wait a lot longer to get the cards, but you don't pay that much more. Uh, but out, out at these shows, you know, people still are willing to pay a premium on PSA versus any of the other grading companies. And I, I also, I mean, because I do a lot of grading with them, I also understand the inconsistency in the grading with PSA. Uh, you know, and I talk to these guys at the shows, and they're always looking at these PSA graded cards, the PSA 8s and the PSA 9s. Um, and they're really looking to, to crack out, you know, crack it out of the slab to resubmit to see, hey, maybe I could buy this, you know, 8 or a nine, I can crack it out, wipe it down and resubmit it. And, and I mean, I mean, some people don't even have to wipe it down. I mean, some people, they just crack the card out, put it back, send it right back in. And, and they're getting, some of them are getting better grades on it. Um, they tell me PSA, they have the most success doing this. Now, should I try doing this too? When I don't like the grade I got, I got a bunch of nines that came back. Should I crack it out, wipe it down and send it back again? I, I mean, I haven't done that yet. And, 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 you know, I just can't see paying again to have the same card graded a second time, even though it might come back with a better grade. Now, if the great, if this card was a much more expensive card, you know, maybe I would think about it, but for most of the cards that I'm grading to, to resell, you know, at shows, it doesn't make sense for me to, to do that. You know, I just, I'm, I'm getting the cards raw to begin with. So that price is low enough. You know, there, there's profit built in right now for me to have it graded and sell it. So I'm really taking away from that profit, my own profit, if I am cracking this out and send it back in and hoping. So it comes right back as a nine again. I, I might as well have just thrown that money in the garbage. Right. So I, I, for me, I really don't, I'm really not taking those chances. It's just I, the way I look at it, just keep it moving. Keep them moving. Take get the raw cards, grade them, put them out there. Whatever they come back at, if somebody else wants to go through it, because now they're building it into their, they're going to build it into their own profit, right? Okay, I'm buying this card at this amount of money. It's going to cost me this much to have the gar card regraded, and 
if it comes back a 10, what's my profit level? And if it comes back the same nine, is there any profit left in it for them to do that? I don't know. I'm not sure what, how they're doing it, but for me, doesn't make sense to do that. Um, so for business purposes and resale of any of the cards, I'm just going, I'll just go to any of the cards. Now I just talked a little bit about SGC, right? To doing it SGC with the women's soccer. And, and I don't know if it makes that big a difference if it's, if they're graded in PSA and SGC with the women's soccer, but I know with baseball and football and basketball, I know that makes a difference because, you know, I'm seeing these all the time. It shows I'm, I'm hearing these conversations. I'm having these conversations. Uh, I went to a local show uh, in Enfield this weekend. I didn't make any deals. Uh, I did find uh, two Patrick Mahomes rookie cars that I was really interested in. And I tried to work out deals for them, uh, but both dealers were really kind of stuck on summer comps on Mahomes. Um, and one of them, I, you know, it was a more expensive card. I would have been willing to trade up and maybe, you know, me, me, you know, an over comps price because I wanted the card, but the dealer was cash only and was over comps. So it, it was no sense getting that, that that deal done. And, you know, and it was a card that, you know, again, if it doesn't sell, I wouldn't mind having it in my PC, but if I was strictly buying that card from my PC, it may have been a different story, what I would have paid for it. But, you know, for, for the, the football cards, uh, I'm really, you know, just buying to, to, to resell these cards. Uh, and what the price is, look, I, I get it. No one expects to lose money on on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I I understand that, and we shouldn't, right? We really shouldn't. Nobody should, you know, lose any money, you know, on Patrick Mahomes. But one of the things I hear everyone saying all the time is, "All he's got to do is make a Super Bowl run this year, and his prices are going right back up." Are they? I'm sure there's going to be a bump, but you know. I, I, you know, it, it, I, I almost think that, that his ceiling on his cards have been pushed up so high that now that they've come down with the rest of the market, if he does something like how much, how much higher can it jump back up again? I don't think there's that much room ceiling wise for that to jump back up again. And if you look at the pop counts, on these cards and imagine how many people are going to try to move these cards when that happens. Right. So he goes off, right. Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl this year or next year. We hope, right. The prices jump up a little, all of a sudden you're going to have all these people trying to flood the market, right. With all these cards that they've been sitting on, that they were hoping that they were set. We're, we're going to try to sell, in the fall and they never sold in the fall because the prices went down and they were underwater on the cards. And now all of a sudden something special is happening there with the chiefs. Every, I mean, I, I could just see that coming. I could just see that coming. So I think this is one of those, one of those things with these cards is that, you know, it, the market came down on a lot of players, but they, it really didn't come down that hard on someone like Mahomes. 
So if you can still be reasonably priced and 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 sell these cards, right? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Okay, it, you might lose a few bucks, and if and if you're hard pressed and say, I can't lose any money on any player, it's kind of hard to be a dealer, right? It's kind of hard to be a dealer because we're all as a dealer, we're all sitting on some cards that were that were underwater on when the market turned downward, and some of us were sitting and said, No, 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 I don't want to sell that because I think the market's going to come right back up and not. Only did it not come up, but it went down even further, right? So a lot of cards, you, you look at you look at the market, and a lot of these cards they're coming down. So I'll give you a for instance, and this is exactly what happened at this show on Saturday. Got a card for fifteen hundred dollars, right? Firm, I'm firm at fifteen hundred dollars on this card. Well, the comp on this card, right? The last comp on this card was thirteen ninety. But they're you're still firm at fifteen hundred. Selling a card at thirteen ninety, that that's where the comp is, and if somebody's willing to pay you, it's it's kind of a good deal, right? From a dealer standpoint, someone wants to come in and give you the comps because most of the time on that card at thirteen ninety, people are only want to pay you twelve fifty. So if you've got somebody coming in or maybe 1300 or 1310 or 20, right? But if you've got somebody coming in that wants to pay you close to comps and you're set up at a show, you, you should be in a position to be able to sell that. You shouldn't have to sit there and say, no, I want $1,500 for this card, which was the comp maybe in July and August on the card and not, not here at the very beginning of December. So as a dealer, when I run into that situation, if I'm going to be like that, I'm just, I'm not going to put the card in my case. I'm just going to leave it home. I'll leave it home for a better day. If I'm, I'm saying, uh, you know, I'm going to, why would I waste the space in my showcase to go drop a card in there that I want way over comps on and I want to be firm on not happening. I'm not going to do that. Uh, real estate, you know, is too precious at these shows. I, I would rather just leave that, that card at home and and put something in there that I'm willing to sell and willing to move at comps or or you know slightly under comps. I mean, what else moves cars over comps, right? But that that generally doesn't happen ever. Um, mail day this week. Uh, my Hunger Games cards arrived. Very excited about this. I received four cards. I talked about this. Um, so if you're on YouTube, I'm going to show you the cards I got. Um, I got Gale, which is played by Liam Hemsworth, autographed. I got Peta, which is played by Josh, Josh Hutcherson. And, you know, <laughs> these cards are, are, there's the box of pins and there's a plastic bag and these cards are dropped in. So it's not like you don't know what you have. As soon as I opened the box, I could see the cards right through the plastic thing. So in one, one box, I got the Gale and the Pita. And the other box, I got the same card twice. I got Rue, who is played by Amandla Stenberg. Right? I ended up two of them. So anybody putting, anybody putting these in the box, they know... 
which ones are going in. So unless if somebody wasn't paying attention or they're like, oh, yeah, sucks to be you. You're getting two of the same person. So I ended up with two. So it's a 10-card set. I still need seven. Uh, and I have one to trade. So if you know or hear of anybody selling these cards, please let me know. I'd be very excited to uh, to to complete this set. And I and and because there was only four hundred of these cards put out there, I think it's going to be very difficult to complete this set. But it's something that I'm committed to, and I'm going to uh, you know I've already got my saved uh, my eBay saved searches, and uh, you know ready to roll on that, ready to. And, you know, see what I can find out there. Uh, another mail day. And I have to say, I mean, I like the eBay authentic authentication, but I hate waiting so long for cards, especially some of these bigger cards. You buy a card and you get all excited to get it. You know, one card that I bought and I talked about, you know, uh, last week and I said, oh, I got a big card for the pc i it still hasn't shown up that card still hasn't shown up it just got authenticated and it should show up this week but you know it takes so long to get these cards and you get all excited and then you're waiting you're like come on man where is my card but the uh the two cards that i got um is that just came in in a mail day. The first one's a 1980 top scoring leaders, the Bird Irving Johnson. Uh, it's a PSA 4 with the autos of a 10. Very excited to have that card. And I also got the 2021 Parkside Sophia Smith, the blue auto. And this, this one here will be heading to SGC this weekend. Um, to get graded. So excited about that. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple people, you know, I posted this card up and people are like, Oh, I thought you PC Trinity, you're P PCing Sophia Smith too. Um, no, no, I, I'm not really PCing her as much as Trinity, but the thing with Sophia is I think she's very talented. Um, and she's, her rookies come out of this, Parkside, the 2021 Parkside, which was really the first year for the NWSL for these cards to come out and their autos. So I, I think moving down the road, you know, any of these Parkside, these 2021, the blue or the purple autos, I think they're going to be valuable down the road, especially some of these players that, you know, I think have a very bright future. Um, I'll run through my PSA order um, I received pretty quick. I got some PSA, uh, some PSA, some PC stuff. Uh, more soccer, Trinity Rodman. This is the this was from the 2023 Parkside NWSL. This was the Linger. I just hold that up. So that is a pop one. I was very excited. These cards are so hard to grade, and I was very hard, very excited to see that came back. As a pop one, as a PSA ten pop one, this was the um, the kickoff foil from this season. This was this was another Trinity Rodman. This is also came back at ten. This is number to ninety nine. Uh, I have a Katarina Macario. This is a Blue Mojo. This is numbered to two fifty. Also a PSA ten. This was the uh, select 
Trinity Rodman, the select future pink. This actually was a nine. This one is numbered to 25. This came back a nine. I was really hoping for a 10 on this. This was one of the cards I really thought would 10, and it came back a nine. So a little disappointed, but again, it's just a PC card. And another one of these 2021 Parkside, um, this is a blue auto, Olivia Moultrie. Um, this came back a seven. That's another thing about these cards, these Parkside, these first year 2021, they were so hard to grade. Um, really, really hard to grade. Um, so some other things came back from uh, PSA. I'm just going to go, like a bunch of hockey that came back 10. I'm just going to go th go through the 10s of the hockey. Uh, most of these were the upper deck, uh, Tim Stoltzel. Stutzel, PSA 10, uh, Cole Perfetti, PSA 10, uh, Quinton Byfield, all Young Guns cards, uh, Matt Boldy, Young Guns, PSA 10, also Matt Boldy, the Population Count 1000, PSA 10, and the... Uh, Upper Deck Canvas, PSA ten. Then I have I had a number of a number of cards that came back nines, um, which I kind of I almost expected on. I had two of them here. Um, I had the Trevor Zegris, the uh, Retro Rainbow Blue. Uh, and this card is number to one ninety nine, um, and these cards don't grade well. Uh, especially with the stature too. So I have a Jack Hughes portrait. This one's uh, unnumbered, but but definitely, definitely, you know, a good uh, a good submission. It took a long time for it to come back. I mean, I talked about this a couple of times, but I'm happy to have it. You know, I have a show coming up you know, that I'm hoping that I can move these at, I still have a number of hockey left over, um, from the, uh, you know, I, I told you I sold a, just a ton of hockey at Gillette, but I still have, um, probably still have eight or nine cards there. Um, another 15 cards here. So yeah, almost a full case of hockey. So I'm hoping I'll move. I'm hoping that, you know, I can sell these and, and really not have to think about, going to the uh, Toronto Expo this year and maybe use that, you know, that money and travel to a different show, uh, you know, that may make more sense for me, but, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens with the hockey. You know, I, I had a discussion with, uh, you know, a dealer up here at the, this local, you know, show in Enfield on Saturday, you know, and, and, you know, he was asking, he sells hockey and he was asking me like, you know, I told him how well Gillette went and he said, Oh, cause you're in Massachusetts. So it must be those Massachusetts shows. And I said, no, I said, it was really a lot of people coming in from Canada buying, but I, you know, I noticed up, you know, like in Connecticut, like, you know, when you go to like the, the Mohegan sun show, things like that, hockey is just not a big seller. It, you know, I, for, for whatever reason, and, and hockey is a very popular sport up here. I mean, you got to remember, we have the Bruins and the Rangers and the Islanders and the Sabres, you know, so we have a lot of, you know, a lot of professional hockey. And, and you know, we did have the Whalers here in Connecticut years ago. Um, so hockey is a very popular sport up here. It's just, it's just hard to sell. 
it's hard to sell. I mean, I, I guess, right. It is more popular than the, than the women's soccer, right? So it's talking about hard to sell, but you know, it's still a, a hard sell up here compared to crossing the border into Canada, how easy it, it, it sells up there. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the market. The next couple shows, um, I see if I can move any of these. I, you know, I think down once we get down to uh, the New Jersey area, I think hockey sells a little bit better. You know, as we start to move south, which which really seems, you know, kind of kind of wrong, right? Up here in the north, hockey doesn't sell well, but you know, start going south and it seems to sell a little bit more. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's 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 hard to say. It's a it's it's a finicky market, and the people who are who are into hockey. You know, they, they may even be yelling at me you know, they're going to listen to this and they may, you know, send me some comments saying, what are you talking about? And, and I know because I mean, I'm into hockey and I want, I want, I want it to be more popular. I want it to be a sport that I can, you know, really dominate at these shows. But, you know, if, if people aren't buying, you just, it, 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 it's tough to keep the investment going, right? All right. That's all I have for you. Uh, like I said, I have a show, uh, next weekend. I'm doing the Hofstra show next weekend. Um, so I'll be back Thursday, probably a little bit of getting ready for that and whatever else is happening, uh, in the hobby. I'm hoping to have a number of, yeah, a number, I, two, two bigger purchases that, uh, I've made for the PC. I hope they're here. I can talk about them and, and whatever else has happened with me in the hobby this week. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>